Hello, and thank you for joining us for How Have You Not Seen, a movie podcast where we fill in the gaps in each other's cinematic knowledge by asking important questions like, you seriously never saw it as Han? Or, whoa, you never caught Marriage Story? Or, how have you not seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? We're keeping it. Hello. Yep. And thank you again for joining us for Have You Not Seen. I'm your co-host, Caroline Thompson. I'm um, I'm a skeleton wearing a human suit. Carson Betts. All right. All right. And uh, this is How Have You Not Seen, a movie podcast where each week we pick one of our favorite movies the other hasn't seen. We talk about it. Then we go and watch the movie. And we talk about it some more. It's going to be a really good time. Yeah. Is it? Yes. Corey's, yes. Corey's pumping his arms. Yes, I genuinely think this movie is a very good time. Uh, it's okay. disturbing. It's fucked up. It's insane, but it is a good time. I have a list I of think. 42 horror movies on Letterboxd where I put it's called Spooky Shiz. It's where I put Ooh. all of my horror movies. This is number one. This is number one. <gasps> Shit. This is number one. Wow. I love that. Oh, fuck. Hell yeah. Well, then it Corey, actually goes probably... this Titan raw. So it's been Incredible. a really good three weeks. Okay. For me. Wow. wow. So Carson. Yeah. It's tw- the year of our Lord, 2022. Mm-hmm. It's Halloween. Mm-hmm. How have you not seen the Texas Chainsaw? I'm not Massacre? even going to answer that. We all know at this point. I why would if anybody knew me and they know my opinions towards horror movies, they would be very surprised if I said I've seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Instead of me responding to that question, I'm going to say that this is the perhaps the first movie we've ever done where I've been like, I think I actively don't want to do this. Like I'm I'm oh. I, I am worried. <laughs> This seems like the kind of movie that will give me nightmares for a week, you know? Well, if you need to take a break, if you need no, to pause I'll be fine. it. It'll be yeah. fine. It'll be cool. You'll be yeah. fine. You'll be fine. It's disturbing. <laughs> Not allowed. Well, but see, this is this is the thing. This is the thing, Carson, is like, you know, uh, you say that you don't like horror movies and then like we'll watch some horror movies and you're like, yeah, it was okay. It wasn't very yeah. scary. And then you're like, the most terrifying film I've ever seen is Cabaret. It's cabaret. Yeah, that's true. Like, so it's like, it's like, I have a real hard time gauging like if this is going to like, actually scare you or not because i think it's a very visceral film and i think it's a very like intense film um but like you know it's old you know it's older you've a lot of the things that this film started you have seen repeated this is true yeah you know sure. have, have gone on and become like tropes so i'm really curious to see if this is something that like actually like scares scares you or if it's just something you find like kind of creepy and disturbing yeah that's true this is let's be clear this is we're doing the original texas chainsaw massacre right not the recent netflix release okay yeah good good, oh my god yes (laughs) i've heard your opinions on that one um yeah so yeah no i just never in my life had a desire to watch this one and i'm a plebeian for that i know that but no that's fair that's fair um, so in that case, Carson, what do you know about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I know the dude's name is Leatherface, right? He gets that name. Yes. I, I My guess is that he doesn't come out and say, here I am. I am Leatherface. <laughs> like he, Correct. that's just kind of his moniker. And he has that name because his whole thing is that he's wearing like a 
just a sheet of weird, dried, probably human skin on his face. Um, and he's got like a, he's like a jacked up hillbilly guy. He's got a big old <laughs> chainsaw and it takes place in Texas. And there's a bunch of wee Texas kids and they probably, they're at a place they shouldn't be or they're having coitus in the woods or they're smoking reefer and uh leatherface has to come out and show him what for and he puts a chainsaw right inside him um and this movie is like really graphic in a way that even other slasher films of the time were not right because like this was an x-rated movie in america i know like they didn't want to show this like it was kind of uh it, it was more controversial than even things like Friday the 13th or Halloween. Well, and this is, and this movie, I believe, predates, predates both of them both, a little bit. Yeah. Both of them? Uh, looking right now. Um, let's see. This is 74. Oh, Halloween, yeah. So by um, 70. Yeah, 78. Yeah, and by then, like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Friday the 13th um, is 80. Yeah. So. Oh, this is because this is the thing is this is one of those ones similar to like similar to like Black Christmas, where it's like they have a lot of the DNA of slashers. Um, but the slashers, I mean, like it really is like Carpenter's Halloween being the big box office, like giant fucking landslide of a film that it is, is mm-hmm. really what kind of like cements like the slasher as like a thing. Mm-hmm. Um and so this is kind of like it is a slasher movie like don't get me wrong but like it is sort of like operating pre a lot of those um pre a lot of those like conventions and tropes and stuff like that so it is um but yes it was kind of a bolt from the blue like pretty senseless with its violence pretty like you know pretty not a a movie about you know a a spooky ghost who possesses somebody and then they kill people because there's a spooky ghost in the house but is instead a movie about what if a fucking psychopath had a chainsaw and killed you and your friends yeah it doesn't sound fun nah yeah that sounds bad no i don't want that to happen what if what if that happened Probably would be bad. Yeah, probably. Go out on a limb, you know? Um, Well, excellent. Well, in that case, is there anything else you know about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre you can think of? I think that anything else I'm thinking of, I think might just be me getting things confused with The Hills Have Eyes. Yes, that's that's a very fair. That's a very fair. So Uh, I don't think so, no. Okay, great. Well, in that case, are we ready to move into our little game? I am so ready. Well, in that case, we are going to move into our little game. Uh, we are going to play a favorite of the show uh, this week. We are going to be playing Rotten Tomatoes Price is Right. For those of you at home who maybe don't know, it's pretty much exactly what it sounds like. I've selected three films. Carson and I are going to try to guess the tomato meter score and the closest without going over wins. Best two out of three wins the game. Carson, you ready? I'm ready. And so as always, we are starting with the film we are talking about on the show this week, which this week is The Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come out and say strong 85. 85 is I good. Think, yeah, I think it's the classic thing we we run into a lot where it's like it's an older film. It's a genre film. There's probably not a lot of reviews online. There's probably a couple which are negative that just see it as, you know, whatever gratuitous violence or whatever. And that brings it down enough that even as a horror classic, it's probably I bet you not in the 90s. No, I agree. And even I would honestly probably even go a little bit lower because I I personally think this film is incredible. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like really weird comparison to make. But like uh, we talked about this over on Patreon when we were talking about Star Wars, where Mm -hmm. I was like, I was like in the binary. Yes, no Rotten Tomatoes. Like 
this film should probably be a Wolp 100% if you know anything about like film history and like where mm-hmm. things were at the time. Like this is just one of those movies that should be like, you know, even if it's not your fucking cup of tea, which for most people, it's probably not. Yeah. Anybody with like an understanding of film should probably watch this movie and go, okay, yep, thumbs up. Like yeah. it did its thing. It's fucked up. It's blah, 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 blah. Um, however, I do think that there is probably enough um like there's probably enough historical reviews from the time that are like per- clutching their pearls. And there's probably also enough um like weird, like more recent reviews that Rotten Tomatoes sometimes adds where people are like, actually, here's why the Texas Chainsaw Massacre isn't even scary. Yeah. Um, but like, so I'm going to go a little bit lower. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say 74. All right. Wow. Damn. Because I think, I think it should be higher than that, but I don't know that it is. All right. All right. I see it. The second film we will be talking about is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. From 2003. Oh, fuck. Wait, so the... Oh, no. Ah, shit. Jessica um, Biel? Jessica, Jessica Biel. Biel. Uh, uh, fucking Brian Cox, I think, is in that one, right? Really? Is he Leatherface? Yeah. No, no, he's not Leatherface. That'd I'm be like, wild. I'm like, like almost certain he is. Maybe maybe I made that up, but... That would be a really quick back-to-back if he was Leatherface, if he was um, fucking in Red Dragon and then that. Uh, I mean, Brian Cox, scary man. Very. Yeah. Uh, Maybe he's one of the other ones. I don't fucking know. Maybe I just made that up. I totally thought he was in one of these, but. I have not seen Brian Cox in the 2003. Uh, oh, Caroline. The beginning. Maybe he's in Texas Chainsaw Massacre in the beginning. I don't fucking you're, know. You're thinking of those McDonald's commercials he does. The other most terrifying thing I can think of. I'm sorry, what? Wait, is Brian <sighs> Cox not the dad from Succession? He is. He is. Okay, I just made that up. For some reason, I thought he was in one of the, like, for some reason, I thought he was in one of the, um, one of the 2000s ones, but he's not. So ignore me. Have y'all heard the McDonald's commercials he does? No. Is he just playing, is he just playing Logan Roy? He's, look, it should, uh, it should be a commercial where he's like, put this in your fat fucking face. (laughs) And like, that's, you know, like, that's what the commercial should be. What the commercial is, is it's just Brian Cox's voice. And he's like, hmm, there's a sandwich. Do you see that sandwich? Go eat the sandwich. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Like, it's, it's incredibly normal. And that's the thing that is so unsettling to me. Because every time I hear it, I go, ah, oh, shit, is that Brian Cox? Like, it kind of makes the hairs in the back of my neck stand up a little bit. Um, I'm going to say Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003. I don't fucking know. I didn't even know this movie existed. Uh, if memory serves, it's um, bad. Probably. Uh, 40. I was going to go even a little lower. I was going to say 30. All right. I see it. I see it. All right. Yeah. Uh, and the final film we will be talking about, there are so many it. issues from there really, truly are. But for the sake of the bit, we will be going with Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 2022. I, I like the way that you pronounced that one because it did make me There's no that. There's no that. The article's gone. Oh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Drop Texas the Chainsaw the. Massacre. Drop the the. It's cleaner. It's cleaner. Um, I see. I thought the bit you were doing was that it was like this is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh no, Texas Chainsaw Massacre like that. Um, no, no, no. Look, I wouldn't know that the 2022 one existed if y'all hadn't talked about it on a Patreon episode. Honestly, that would have completely escaped my. Oh, and I think I think my roommate watched it too. It's got Elsie Fisher in it, right? It does. Yeah. 
Good yeah. for her. I, I like good final girl. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Probably even lower. Lower, right? Like twenty. Oh, I was gonna say twenty. 20? Um, I know. I, I I know it did not get well reviewed. Um, no way. No. I'll go a little higher and I'll say twenty five. There is some good stuff in it because it's Fetty Alvarez. I think even technically directed it. I think it was like a whole thing where like he was going to he was just producing it and then. The director uh, David, dropped out. David Blue Garcia directed it. Fetty, Fetty Alvarez is just a producer. Okay, he just produced it. Okay, great. But was yeah. it a was it a Happy Feet one situation? Was it a Dread situation where the producer kind of ended up directing it? You know. Oh, okay. Two, 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 two very similar films. Happy Feet yes. and Dread. Yeah, Happy Feet, Dread, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, you you know, know, it's Classic. a it's everyone's favorite triple feature. Yeah. Um, <laughs> This gets darker and darker and darker. Um, <laughs> but yeah, okay. Well, in that case, um, I think we are ready to go watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, we are. As ready yeah. as I'll ever be. All right. Well, we will see you guys in just a minute after we've watched the movie. All right, I'm coming in hot with a classic Carson Betts visual bit. Are you guys ready? It's less of a bit, more just kind of like a thing. But first off, vroom vroom. Here's a chainsaw. Oh, is that it? from your little Ash because figure? I just got this. It's my Ash action figure. For the audience, I bought an Ash, uh, an Ash action figure from the Evil Dead. It is very. It, I will say specifically, and I didn't notice this when I saw the box, but taking it out of the box, definitely notice it is Evil Dead, not Evil Dead Two. And oh, I don't yeah. know why I was expecting Evil Dead 2 Ash, but like definitely Evil Dead Ash. He's a little younger in the face. He's got a different well, haircut a little Yeah, bit. the haircut's kind of more parted in the middle. The Both shotguns, hands. It's the long shotgun. It's not Both like hands the is a very good observation. Both, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, perhaps the biggest difference between the two. Because I saw the chainsaw and I was like, oh, there's got to be an attachment. You can put it. No, there's not. There's not. Oh. But I do have, we got the little tape recorder. Pretty cool. Little very lantern. Cool. Very cool. But yeah, just wanted to show that off. Okay, so Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Here's my take. This was my Letterboxd review, and here it is. I think we've talked about how, as a child, I didn't like scary movies. And even now, I'm not like a scary movie person. Watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre made me realize in like the truest way that I am just not a horror fan like TM 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 and you know I think that's that's fine I think that's okay and I wanted to show off the action the ash action figure to to kind of get into that because it's not that I don't like horror movies because I do really really love some of them it's just that like it's not my genre and I think that that's sure. okay <laughs> So what you're saying is next year for October, we are doing just like no horror movies. No, we should. <laughs> okay. No, okay. I think exposing me to them is still good. And I do love okay, some of them. Great. I'm just like, it's not in the way that like, I love fucking most, I'm a nerd and I love most genres. Like I love fucking sci-fi and fantasy and shit. I just don't. Horror is yeah. not my genre. It's, it's, you know, yeah. it's the same. We, we talk about it too. It's the same as like anime. I love some of them, yes. but it's just not, yes. it's just not my thing. I'm not naturally an anime fan and yeah. that's fine. And that's fine. It's no, okay. that's, 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 that's totally fine. Because yeah. I watched this movie mm -hmm. and the entire time I'm like, wow, like I appreciate the hell out of this. I can see this, you know, clearly this is a movie where it's DNA is in so much 
in so much and i appreciated the hell out of like the filmmaking i was like the craft and like i can tell one that this thing is cheap i can also tell that it took a tremendous amount of time and effort to get right and to make it look and feel like this and all those bones oh those bones that must have taken that the the bone room the bone and feather room must have taken forever it's a good room must have taken forever but yeah i was like i appreciate the hell out of this um, and it's just kind of not my thing. I'm like, I, you know, I did not enjoy it, but I also was just like, not my thing. It's That's fine. totally fair. It's fine. Yeah. I do believe we have a little game to get back. To we do. Yes. Yeah, because I we believe do. we have the Rotten Tomato scores of three different films called the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> yes, we, we do. do. Sure do. Uh, yes, we well, do. We have, well, one Rotten of them Tomato is just scores. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Thank you. Respect the dropped article. Yes. Yes. I don't. Um, are, I don't know why people keep doing that. That is a trend that I have noticed more and more and more recently. And I'm like, why are we doing this? Because it's yeah. cleaner, Caroline. Because it's cleaner. Is I it? don't listen to Justin Timberlake. Nor should you. Good. Good observation. You should well, not. Actually, I take that back. Oh. I take that back. Actually, in terms of when I put headphones in my ears and put on music, I actually do listen <laughs> to Justin Timberlake. But in terms of <laughs> advice for my tech startup and or for the titling of my feature films, I do not listen to Justin. Timberlake. <laughs> Caroline, he is the man of the woods and you should respect him. <laughs> All I have to say is Mirrors is such a fucking banger, even like 10 years later. It's so mm. unbelievably good. Yeah. Also, All I right. mean, yeah, suit and tie, pretty good. Whatever. Uh, so the game, yeah, so three. What were the... All right, so here we go. Z- um, guesses. All right, so we're starting with the OG, uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Caroline guessed 74. Carson guessed 85. Oh. And... Carson won that round because it clocks in at 88. Damn. Good for nice. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Good for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Very good for it. Yeah. I, should I be higher. I don't know. I love that. I agree. I also think I, it should be I, higher. Yeah. Again, unless I understand if you're like me and you're just like, that's not my thing. I don't understand if you see that movie. And in a, and again, in the binary way that Rotten Tomatoes works right. that we talk about all the time, I don't understand that you watch it. You're just like, no, bad. Like, I, I don't know, whatever. If you're like a film critic, I, whatever, go on. Next one. Next one. Uh, Next 2000, one. 2003, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Sure. Caroline guessed 30. Carson guessed 40. And Caroline brings that one home because it clocks in at 37. Damn. I would love to rewatch that one because I remember watching it as a teenager and thinking it was like pretty sick. But like also like looking back, I'm sure it was garbage trash and it was just green color graded and Jessica Biel did a good job. (laughs) I do. uh, After the next one, I do have a question, but go on. I and last uh, and most certainly least. Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 2022. Uh, Caroline guessed 25. Carson guessed 20. And Caroline brings it home. Damn. Texas Chainsaw Massacre clocks in at 31. Let's go, baby. Honestly, I'm glad I won that one. I almost wish we both busted on the on the 2021 film because that is a total conversation for another day because I could literally just sit here and talk for like 20 minutes about why that film is a nightmare, but like not like in a horror movie way nightmare. Oh, what uh, did we say Freddy last Krueger's night? New nightmare. That made it hate, love that movie. Mm. Um, what did we say last? Oh, the woman who's in it isn't even the same actress from. Yeah, that's story. not even, that's not even the Sally. So Carson, Sally, yeah. the girl who gets away at the end. Yeah. She like comes back and they do a whole like, like if if the 2018 Halloween is like a bit of a fumble, but still like, like, 
Like if David Gordon Green fumbles the ball, recovers it, and then like keeps going on and gets like and at least gets a down mm-hmm. with um God, I just gave a football analogy to you. That didn't mean anything to you. Uh, hey, I kind of understand football. Okay. So I- like like if 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 David Gordon Green's 2018 Halloween is him like I'm gonna investigate how this like would impact somebody over their mm-hmm. life and like how it would be traumatic if if he fumbles the ball but then recovers it and so ultimately it's like it's fine. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre does the same thing where they bring back Sally Hardesty and she's like almost like Sarah Connor. It's okay. like not the it's not the 2018 Halloween thing where it's like, oh, I've learned how to shoot all these guns and like become this badass because I am terrified that if I don't, that like, that I will be subsumed by this darkness and die. It is, oh, and then I decided it'd be cool to be Sarah Connor with a cowboy hat. And um, the actress who plays Sally in the original film died in 2014. And so they just like, are like, oh, let's do a legacy call and let's bring Sally back. But Sally, like, like it's some other but it's just like bitch. some like some <sighs> like some actor that they just cast. Just I don't know. Why would you do it? Like, why would you do the legacy call and bring back the character if you have to recast it anyway? They should have um they should have taken old footage of her from the first movie and just CGI'd it into <laughs> Just digitally aged her. A hundred percent. But yeah. you know what film does have the original actor who plays Sally? <laughs> the this, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974. Yes, yes. Um, so we, I, I need to briefly, I don't know. I don't know. How do you even start? Okay, so here's my thing with this movie also is that like the, the there is like zero plot to this movie. There's like correct. not, uh, yeah, there's correct. so little going. I mean, I, so little going on seems dismissive. I, I, it's not like, it, it's not like it's trying to have some grand plot to it. It doesn't need to. It is very simple. Just, you know, some kids go out in the middle of nowhere in Texas and they get real fucked up by a gross family. Like that's pretty much, that's yeah, it, but, you know? Yeah, 100%. Um, to that end, by the end of it, I, I was kind of wondering, I'm like, these sequels, what the fuck even are they? Because like more so even than like, I, you know, we talked about it, like Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street, I think kind of begs like, oh, you can do more sequels. You can get weirder with Freddy Krueger. You can just do weird bits. Right, Obviously, right, right. Yeah. you can go bigger. I think I kind of agree with John Carpenter that they probably should have just let Halloween lie. But you know, whatever. Yeah. I there's at least some kind of there's some there's characters in that film. There's some kind of juice to keeping Michael Myers around. You know, um, Jason obviously you just kind of keep him slashing at different groups of kids. You send him to space. You do whatever. Like Leatherface as a a very striking design, a very impactful performance, but also not as iconic as those guys i think and also i'm like if you if you change if you change the location in which he operates if you take him out of that that like horrifying house if you kind of like put him in space or in new york city or in whatever like it completely ruins it so i'm like what even what juice is there to this to this franchise that you would do sequels to it like i think this works really well i think part of the kind of incredible you know um the the like sort of the incredible work of this movie is like doing so much of a documentary style like having the beginning do the like this is based on a real thing that happens and then the end of it just kind of ending so abruptly is that it does just feel like i'm not supposed to be watching this this is just this weird snippet of thing i found in the middle of the night and like i don't know it it just does not beg a sequel or a remake no 100 more than any of the other 
slasher films. Well, and yeah. and this has been one, um, maybe even more so than Halloween, mm-hmm. where the sequels have been. And I have not seen, I've not seen any of like the sequels, but I've seen a few of the remakes slash reboots. I've seen the 03 remake. I've seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning like allegedly like when it came out mm-hmm. um and i saw the new one earlier this year but like from what i understand the sequels are very um like this as a franchise this has like one of the least consistent identities ever because i do know that texas chainsaw massacre 2 also directed by toe hooper is like a horror comedy it, that oh, was like classified a parody of yeah. itself. Oh, it's like this movie comes out, and which I think is like honestly, like I know a lot of people who really love Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. I mean, um, that makes sense. That's that's I think probably the best choice you can make. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's almost like well, let's just like go back to the drawing board because like people want more of this, but like we can't. Yeah. I mean, so much of the juice of this film is that like it is so shocking how like casually and quickly Mm -hmm. and with so little pomp and circumstance these like murders happen Mm -hmm. which is so much of like the the terror of it you know i mean like you know you go from your you know you go from your 30s 40s 50s like you know studio horror films where it's like a lot of the juice is you know you open the door and dracula is there and yeah. he turns around and Dracula looks at you. Mm-hmm. And then like he slowly chases you through the castle or like, you know, you do your, your more, you know, you do your more um, uh, like your more hammer horrors, like your Christopher Lee stuff where it's like, oh, and then you get like these long extended sequences of like he's chasing you and it's fast paced and there's blood and it's scary. And it's like there's so much going on and it's like it's over the top. I mean, so much of the fear of this is like the very first kill, the reveal of Leatherface is a six second sequence it's three shots it's it's, um opens the door looks up like zoom in on Leatherface, going like like holding up the hammer like yelling for maybe a second and a half and then just like Corey and i were watching it together last night and um and like in unit like in unison with the film i just went thunk yeah it's It's just yeah oh and he pulls that door like the fucking door the the fact that the door is steel was really scary i don't know like because it's so like it's unexpected it's unnatural it's like it shouldn't be there industrial it's yeah yeah planned out this is casual to Mm -hmm. them and like straight up like that first kill the the shot sequencing and i could be wrong but i don't think that i am Mm -hmm. but it at least feels this way that like the shots of him laying there like in his death throes like twitching to death as he Mm -hmm. leaps out that is longer than the what's behind this door oh my god it's a murderer bam i got Mm -hmm. murdered like so much of it especially the beginning of this film like so much of the juice is wouldn't not wouldn't it be terrifying if like there was a killer mm-hmm. and more just like wouldn't it be fucking scary to die yeah like <laughs> yeah oh yeah no i was thinking isn't exactly being that dead way more fucking like isn't being dead super fucking scary and oh like, like what yeah. if you're just walking and then you're dead now yeah and then just suddenly yeah no th- i was thinking that exact thing when uh, the scene near the end when they're in the dining room and and they're granddad's gonna kill fucking granddad what a oh. what a goofy what a goofy guy granddad is but his cute like, little blood dance his cute little blood i i yeah yeah the blood, blood dance, dance was fun Corey and i and had a good time with the blood dance last oh night. probably oh, he sucks on them fingies i okay so let's beginning in this movie let's just kind of 
real quick. So it's a group of kids. They're they're driving in this van. You know, I I think that it's a really wise decision to. I don't know. You start it with obviously the like this is based on a real thing that happened, but I well, know I'm going to push back there a little. Okay. I'm going to push back there a yeah. little bit. It okay. never purports to be real. Okay. It does say the story, like the story you are about to see, is the story of sure. Like, a group of young people who got murdered. Okay. And, 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 and so like semantics. Right. No, but but it's yeah. important semantics. It yeah, is true, important true, semantics. True. Because like I do think part of the almost like formal experiment of the opening is like we're not gonna tell you it's true. But yeah. everybody jumps to the conclusion of like, oh my God, this is true because like secretly this is something like everybody can see happening for real. Okay. Like if you I read about this in the news, if you read about if you hear about this like on on the radio or read about this online, you'd be like yeah like that sucks like fucking bummer like wish that didn't happen but like i'm not too terribly surprised and so yeah the opening does just say like this is the story of like five whatever like young people who went out into the you know the thing and didn't i have i have the first part of the crawl the film which you're about to see is an account of the tragedy which befell a group of five youths youths in particular sally hardesty and her brother (laughs) um so uh, 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 yeah okay so that's true so what you're saying is that it's creepy pasta and i do agree with that yes um <laughs> um oh my god texas Chainsaw massacre is the og creepy pasta <laughs> <laughs> well and it is part of the thing of it like you said the the terror of it is that it's like more so i mean certainly than like freddy krueger or jason because they're like literal monsters but like even more so than halloween i think part of the scare of this movie is you're like did this happen? No. Could it? Absolutely. This could happen. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Like this is just a weird, weird, messed up family that's all fucked up and they're killing people. Like, yeah, absolutely. That could happen. 90% of the horror in that last 25 minutes is just like, what if this guy touched you? Yeah. Yeah. What if there was a big guy and he had a chainsaw and he was running after you? Like what if? And yeah, pretty scary. So, okay. And then, it, and then you have the, you know, the news reporting over the very, I add that the, the kind of collage opening was super effective too. I think it's just very good. It's mm-hmm. sort of just, just, we're not really suggesting what the plot of this movie is. We're not suggesting who the killer is or what you're about to see. It's just, we're kind of building tension. We're just making a scary atmosphere so that you're in the mood for when it all happens later. Um, really pretty shots, really good, you know, kind of scenery that is beautiful, but also haunting and terrifying, like, you know, good stuff. Um, And then, and it's like, oh, they're robbing graves. Scary. And then you just get this like van full of like dipshit kids. that are just out for a drive and uh, they pick up the hitchhiker and they pick up the hitchhiker um, and who's wearing I, a raccoon as a person who is wearing a raccoon as a person. I, I will say also this film, what is it? There's like a term for it, like the disconnect between you are a person who is being an objective observer of things that are happening on the screen as compared to like the characters are fallible humans who are living it. And so you have that, especially in horror movies where you have that disconnect of like, well, I wouldn't have gone in that door. Yeah. Yeah. And like more than any other film, I think I was like, why did you fucking idiots pick up this man? He was like, he's wearing a raccoon as a purse. He's his shoes are like non-existent. He's got blood on his face and he's twitching all over the place like bad choice kids um 
But also yeah. it's the 70s in the sheltered like city, like hippie kids who that's like, true, that's true. Like peace and love. Like we love everybody and like yeah. we hitchhike. So like, yeah, there's a hitchhiker. Like, let's pick them up. It's taking advantage of their their youthful ignorance. The and youths. Yeah. And all of the all of the bad decisions they make in this movie do come from the fact where they're like, I think I have a cousin that lived here. Maybe one time I went to this house one time when I was 10. Certainly it's still safe, you know? Yeah. Um, I will say that the performance, that guy, twitchy brother, man, I don't know if he ever gets a name. Twitchy um, McGee. Twitchy McGee. Yeah, I do. I feel like I have seen a lot of people do versions of that performance. Yes. Like kind of take notes from that particular sort of thing and i do think that he's really good i think that that really works the entire film that guy's very weird and scary and unsettling yeah um, he is just named hitchhiker just hitchhiker all right cool cool, cool 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 um yeah and like so that's good so they get him he cuts franklin they get him out and then they go to they go to like the house that their cousin and they're just kind of hanging around you get, um, I, I will say, I I felt really bad for laughing at it, but you get kind of the plot in the middle where like Franklin feels left out because it's clearly like he's, you know, a, a guy in a wheelchair and he's hanging out with these two couples. And so they keep going off and like having fun and he feels left in the lurch. And he has that scene where he comes in and he gets to the, the one house and he gets really mad. And then he just like turns and wheels and bumps into the door. And I laughed and I felt really bad for laughing, but I laughed really hard at that because the timing of it was very good, like perfect. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, like Corey yeah. and I were talking about this last night while we're watching it is just like, I mean, like it's it's not like a, you know, a hyper original, like, oh, my God, we just cracked the code of cinema. Mm-hmm. But just like just like horror and comedy are always like the yeah. two like are two very closely related genres. And like this film really like it is scary. It's fucking scary. And it's fucked up and it's demented. But like at the same time, like so much of this film is like structured comedically. Yeah. And like yeah. so many of the kills have a very, very, very like if you replace the chainsaw with a banana, it would be <laughs> a very funny joke. Yeah. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. like you could do the same exact like timing and editing the- cuts and like so many of these things become instantly funny. I laughed a lot sure. at the um the, the one the little sequence where Leatherface like has to... <laughs> it's terrifying but it is kind of, the the rhythm of it is so funny where like he's he's like ah this kid he's like trying to grab the one kid he opens the uh the door to the cooler and she's fucking twitching and and like it's almost as though he's like oh god deal these fucking kids they just keep going everywhere like he's, it's like it, it like almost turns into this charlie chaplin bit of like gotta murder this one so i can push up this one in the book and it's it is yeah it's it's there are just a couple of bits that are really funny um, i think it's in, i just want to say really fast i think it's yeah. interesting that you tie that to chaplin because mm-hmm. he is a mute man he doesn't talk he yeah the the horror is the horror and potentially comedy does not come from what he's saying. It's purely physical. He just kind of yeah. groans and squeals like a pig. And yep. it's, it's, you know, pretty he scary. He really do be doing that. Yeah. He really do. He really do. <laughs> well, and like, okay, so like, that's the thing, Carson. It's like, you're yeah. like, all right, let's go through the plot. And then it's like, they get to the hitchhiker. And then, yeah. And then it's a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I mean, there's a little bit more in there. <laughs> Yeah, you know, they go to the they go gas to the, station. The, the mm. gas station. Um, they get directions. They go to the first house. It's like abandoned, and they're like, "We can't stay here. Let's go to the next house." And then it is just like Leatherface kills a guy. 
Leatherface kills the girl. Mm-hmm. Like the the third friend with the with the with the cool little disco stew, mm-hmm. like white boy disco afro stew. Yeah, like, like walks <laughs> up to the door. He gets offed. Yeah. And like, I mean, I'm being a little reductive there, but that happens in about seven minutes. It's uh, it's I mean, what yeah, I was thinking was like, this is real quick. They get rid of three of the five kids like like bam, yeah. bam, bam. Yeah. It's really, and how it's, do we get and, these kids to the house? Yeah. 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 And I mean, like I, I, I mentioned this earlier when you were talking about like the guy being on the ground twitching, but like so much of the horror of this movie is like, this is what happens when you die. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to like, what if we got that blood pumping because like you had to run away from something that could potentially kill you? Like instead of like, what if the terror is you running? Cause mm-hmm. it is, is it's like, is it's like they sticker up on that meat hook yeah. super easily there is no fight it is yeah. not it is not like oh my god there's a meat hook and she's struggling and she's fighting yeah. and like it, there's there's no will they won't they about no. like, will they get meat hooked no it's like it's just like he lifts her up ka-chunk like she's on the hook dangling screaming while he finds the right tool to skin her alive and it's, it's just yeah like, it's like know. and it's just that he's a he's a really big man and she's a very small young woman and yep, pretty easy to just, I, I think about, this is, I don't know, this is almost a side thing, but I think about this a lot. We're like, I was watching some, this is so like tangential, but like I was watching something on YouTube and it was a guy talking about boxing and it was a dude talking about fighting. And he's like the difference between like street fighting and boxing. And he's talking about like the thing about fights, especially when they're, it's not, you know, like MMA or boxing or like things that are structured in a sport. Like when two people are like fighting in real life, like any fight could end if somebody is willing to just stick their fingers in the other person's eyes and that's yes. end of fight that's done. And, and it's, and you're done. The reason that fights go on for any amount of time is that we have this thing in our brain that says like, no, that's too brutal. Don't do that. Like what you want to do is strike something. You don't like people when they get their blood pumping, they're trying to fight. What they want to do is just to strike and to hit and to kind of flail. They don't want to win the fight. And like, I feel, I I think about that a lot for some reason. And I was thinking about it when I was watching this movie, because I was like, yeah, if you're a dude that has, if you're just a, you know, a, a psychopath and you have no internal sense of like the value of a human life. And you're just like, I want to kill a person. The thing you would do is just meet hook hit done. Like, and it's, yeah, and it's really scary because it, and, and of course they have the whole running thread of, they talk about the, the, the slaughterhouse and the guys talking about how we worked at the slaughterhouse and that's all connected. And it's like, yeah, when you just, when the thing just becomes industrial and it's just, how do we best, dispose of these animals you know it's yeah it's it's very scary i i, I made the joke to Corey last night but it's also kind of true is i was just like oh so like this film is just the film is just a um <laughs> this film is just a pro-veganism uh <laughs> yo between because uh, i watched raw and then i watched this like back to back and uh-huh. uh let me tell you i have never felt uh weirder about eating meat in my entire life um yeah i I texted kenzie this while we were watching texas chainsaw massacre caroline said oh so this movie is like what if humans treated you like livestock and then she watched raw right after and i wanted Mm -hmm. to make sure i had that exact verbatim phrasing yeah just because i think it's kind of applicable to both yeah no for for real um yeah cannibalism um cannibalism is scary cannibalism is fucking is really fucking fucking scary scary. yeah and so yeah so they go to yeah then her and her brother are like we got to go find them leatherface chases them gets Mm. the brother 
RIP. And then she runs the gas station. Uh, the 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 kindly gentleman there who's going to help her. I was like, hell yeah. On the whole yeah. Thing. Turns. Oh, as soon as she got in there, I was like, oh, this guy's no, this guy's connected. Yeah. And yeah, you get the shots of the meat on the spit. Really gross uh-huh. meat cooking shots. And you just kind of get her putting it. To, oh, and then, yeah. And then it's, again, it's just the, the cat, how casual he is about it. He's just like, oh, yeah, come on. We're going to, come on, get in the bag. We're going to, we're going to take you. We're going to murder and eat you. Come on, let's go. And uh, yeah, you get, I will say the only thing that I like kind of laughed at where I was like, oh, this movie is limited in this way is the design of the granddad works really well when he's just like a creepy corpse in the attic that she runs into um but when it's like you have to accept that this is a man who is still alive you're like oh, yes. okay that's a little yeah. that's a little a little cheesy like it kind of doesn't really work um uh i do like but if you don't think suck. too hard about it it's no. pretty scary also, when he's he sucks sucking suck the blood the sucking the blood finger really well, freaked me and- the fuck out and the thing too that like I think about is like this film was originally shot on 16 millimeter. Mm-hmm. So like I do, I can't help but wonder like, you know, like how with modern, you know, like, and I mean like obviously like if you project 16 millimeter on like a film screen, like it, mm-hmm. it, it still looks like, you know, better than when you're just yeah. looking at like a, a negative or whatever. But mm-hmm. I mean, like it was shot on 16. So I bet like, I bet they're looking through it and they're just like, oh no, but it's going to look great. Like, yeah, look yeah. Fine. And I mean, like for the budget constraints, for the time, like for the everything, Absolutely. like it, 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 it does look fine. But I was, um, I think for me, the reason it works is you're never sure he's alive until they stick yeah. their fingers in his mouth. And I'm yeah. like, so I, for the, you know, the first time I watched it was just like, oh, he's dead. They're just wheeling him around. And yeah. then when he comes to life, even though he looks a little goofy, <laughs> It's still kind of terrifying. Yeah, yeah. And then you still got Bates Motel Grandma up in the attic, too, uh-huh. which just looks like a prop. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is, it is very good. It's um, <laughs> also I was thinking, I'm like, man, I, I bet you the vast majority of people that have seen this movie saw it on VHS or on like mm-hmm. SD yeah. television. at mid- And if like I'm thinking, look, if I was 10 years or like, you know, whatever, even like 13, 14, 15 years old. And this movie, and I knew nothing about this movie, and it came on at midnight on like a standard definition television, I would lose my mind. I would like absolutely, (laughs) that would be the most, the legitimate, most like scary thing I can think of because both because of the framing of like, oh, this is a thing that happened. But like I do, and it did make me think also about the fact that this movie was so widely banned and so difficult to see and i don't know i feel like at the time that probably just gave this thing more juice because if like like yeah if you have to go to some like weird obscure theater to see this thing at midnight and like you're not supposed to see it like it would just make it scarier i mean it's the whole like x-rated phenomenon yeah 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 of just like how these things get like canonized um but yeah so okay what do we think about them like they're being this like supposed town but it's all run by this like crazy family and they're all in on it together because i mean you sorry go on i just i mean i I just like i I, that's really just the question that i'm posing yeah yeah no i mean i yeah i mean i think that i mean clearly not that this movie is like super thematically dense or anything, but I do think that one of the just one of the ways it works is that, like, as you said, these are city kids like this is about how like the kind of barren 
middle part of the of America, like it, it it's important that this is in Texas where there's just a lot of open, empty space is it's just kind of operating on that. It's like this is unknown. This is terrifying. This is away from society um, that the 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 killers are like a family. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's I think it's kind of I was thinking about the fact that like it's all men was something mm-hmm. I was kind of thinking about like that it is this is these four dudes that are preying on this one woman I was yeah. kind of like grappling with because you do you see like grandma grandma's a corpse like they're keeping her but they don't talk about her and I'm like there's something yeah, they're kind of operating on that there's like a lot of this kind of weird chauvinism that's happening in that dinner uh in the dinner scene yes where they're talking about how grandpa did it best like there's this you know these kind of like this weird like murderer dick measuring contest that's going on. Yeah, not yeah. you. You're just the cook. Yeah, you're just you're just, the, you're just the, cook. the cook. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, as we were watching this, I was like, I want to see this reenacted with the uh, Succession family. Oh my god, Corey. <laughs> uh, but no, I yeah. Think, and, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I think it works because it's not like they're trying to sell like the dad's the mayor of the town and there's like right. a thriving yeah. local economy. It's a slaughterhouse <laughs> that the brother works at. It's a gas yeah. station that the dad runs. And then Leatherface is making chair chairs out of bones. Like, yeah, I uh, arm armchair. Good bit. <laughs> yeah. Chair with arms yeah. on it. Good bit. Good bit. Good no, bit. yeah. And I mean, I, I, I am I'm inclined to agree. And I just feel like um, especially because like very similar to the opening where it's just like um, the the opening never says this is a true story. Your mind is the one that fills in that fills in the gaps. Yeah, like, I do think that there's a bit of commentary there of just like like America as a country is so like I mean like literally from the the fucking founding from the fucking westward expansion from the fucking settling like mm-hmm. we are so obscenely built on violence. And like this culture is so incredibly informed by yeah. like dehumanizing other people and killing them for like borderline sport mm-hmm. that yeah. like like you can believe that like if you leave people out, like if you leave these people out in the remote parts of the country for long enough that it is going to fester and become this thing. And I, th- I do think that the livestock too, especially this film kind of coming out in the 70s, like just like very very recently after like the civil rights movement and mm-hmm. so very much like in that era um you know it kind of like i mean it is begging that question of just like well they're killing these people because they can rationalize in their brain that they're just that they're no better than livestock yeah and it's just like when you do get to these questions of like well certain people get certain rights for certain reasons and like certain people are people and other people are like less than that like yeah you know and like we're going to organize our country around that it's like it does just kind of like get into that like well of course if we have a country built on dehumanization and like you know dividing people up into like this group is people this group is like slightly less than people like of course you're gonna get like a whole little area that purely exists to cannibalize like to cannibalize like our own population our own people yeah that was very smart. Um, also, I did. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, I and, and you kind of said it before, but I was making the observation like I, I'm, you know, even in modern times, I'm kind of I feel like I'm picking up on an aesthetic choice that they're making. But also, I don't know if I'm watching this in the 70s, I might have a different association with it. like the fact that this is the mid 70s. These kids, I feel like they're kind of coded as like hippie. 
Oh yeah, but you know, also, they're, 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 they're hippie-coded. Like, absolutely. But also, it's like, this is also like five years after that is the Vogue. They feel kind of like, you know, like holding on to a hippie aesthetic that is maybe no longer like in well, fashion yeah, and no it's, longer it's, there. It's, it's hippie, it's disco. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's very like young counterculture queer. Yes. Like, yeah. you know, like the, the, the guy has like, you know, the guy has like, the, the white dude has an afro yeah, and, like yeah, a, yeah. and like a poofy shirt and like you know the they're they're taking care of the person in a wheelchair and like treating mm-hmm. him as like at least as best they can as an equal like, yeah the woman's yeah. wearing not wearing a bra very clearly like it's yeah yeah, yeah. and like that just i mean you do they don't have to explain it that you do get it's just coded in their appearance that like oh these are yeah, these are city kids. These are hippies, and they're you know that being face to face with kind of uh, you can't see it, dear audience, but I'm putting massive air quotes around this real America. Like is probably that that is part of it. I think certainly. Yeah, it's like it's like it is like that. You know, I mean, it is really dealing in the idea of just like, you know, you have all of these like young idealistic kids who like, you know, think peace and love and like, you know, we take care of one another and like we pick up hitchhikers because mm-hmm. of what they need. And it's like, that's like, I don't think the film ever portrays that as like ignorant and stupid and a character flaw. But it is that thing of like, if you are like these hippie kids in the 70s and you think like, oh, like, you know, everything is peace and love. Like we love everybody. Like we're, 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 we're hip and we're cool with it. If you think that's what America is, yeah. if you think you've solved that, mm-hmm. like you fucking haven't. Yeah. Like, sorry to, sorry to burst your bubble kids. Like you don't deserve to get sunked in the head. Like this is another one of those yeah. films that like, Carson, Car- we kind of talked about it on the Halloween yeah, yeah, episode yeah. of like, of like this film is not like, the film is not righteously judging these characters <laughs> for like being peace and love. Like these, yeah. this film is not righteously judging these characters. I mean, like you are a dumb idiot, like face reality snowflake. This film is like, Hey, like, we talk a lot about like this, like peace and love thing. We talk a lot mm-hmm. about how like we're all like brothers and sisters, but uh, that ain't reality. And that's a tragedy. Yeah. That's a yeah. tragedy. Yeah. It is yeah. a bad thing that yeah. if you embrace this like aesthetic and idea of like, no, we can't all just love one another and get along like that. You're going to get spit up and chewed out by the fact that this country is built on the festering corpse of yeah. like, violence. Like it's a big old room full of feathers tragedy. and bones. But it is yeah. a tragic reality. And like yeah. I think that like I think that is a I think that is a not that anything about Texas Chainsaw Massacre is nuanced, but like that is a <laughs> that is like a not black and white theme of a movie that I think we can understand yeah. and agree with and be like, yeah, that's probably correct. Yeah. Like yeah. it sucks that that's not the case, but like we've got a lot of fucking work to do. Mm-hmm. Like we can't just say that these things are over because we'd like for them to be. There are still big old men wearing wearing faces on their faces and they got a chainsaw yeah um yeah chainsaws are so scary yeah chainsaws are fucking terrifying (laughs) like literally just like 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 literally yeah i love my dad my dad is the least violent person i have ever met when i like go to his house and he has to like trim a tree or whatever and he rips out a chainsaw i'm like this is how I die. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's literally my father. He's like, hey, I gotta like trim some branches off of this tree. Yeah. Like, you wanna like 
you want to drink your coffee out back with me while I like do some yard work. Uh-huh. He revs out that chainsaw and I'm like, getting murdered. Yeah, this is how it happens. Like probably one of the, the top five people. I, I'll go ahead and say top three people I've ever trusted in my life. Holding a chainsaw, that's how yeah. I die. Yeah. I die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's, I mean, that's kind of the joy of this film is that I do think it's like 10% making a the statement you made about America and 90% it's like, man, chainsaws are scary. Like that's, <laughs> like it's very, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, good, good movie. And I, I think, I, I hope that I've, you know, in, in speaking and listening and talking with y'all, I hope that I've done it justice while also expressing the fact that I'm like, oh yeah, this is kind of not my thing. Yeah. It's just not well, my yeah. We've we've got to get to the final sequence on the road. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. We should and talk like, about that. And, and 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 speaking to the whole like little diatribe I just yeah. went on, I do think it is important yes. that mm-hmm. a black man is who yes. stops the hell. Yes, and, and it's I I I for some reason I had it like crystal clear in my mind. I was thinking of I mean obviously it's a very modern reference, but it opens the door and that guy's in the cockpit and just the look he makes in his face. I thought so clearly about the scene in Nope where Daniel Kaluuya says Nope. Uh-huh. That like I, I that that this guy is like I know what this is I know what this is and I'm getting out of here. He's like I know I'm not sticking around. I'm running away from this man. I'm not you know um yeah and just it's a good sequence because it is just like something I was thinking about. I was like man a full like twenty minutes of this movie is just is Sally Hardesty running away from that guy with a chainsaw like like yeah, a, yeah. a lot of the movie is just that and it's just. Well, what if we kind of see him doing it like, and like to the point where it almost becomes boring, but then it kind of, your brain kicks back into like, oh man, this is still going. This is kind of scary. Like he, he's yeah. not stopping. Like this guy's not just going to be like, eh, I guess I'm putting the chainsaw down. Like, no, he's still coming. And that scene, it does, it also, I think it comes to like the physical comedy of it where it's just like, the truck kills the brother dude let like it swings around he's like oh fuck and like lets her into the truck and then they get out the other side and they run around the truck and then another truck comes up and like it you could almost play the benny hill music over that <laughs> and it would it would, would almost work it would almost work because That's it really is funny. she takes this really weird circular path away from leatherface and yeah it's 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 pretty good. It is scary and tense. And then she gets away and, well, and you get that. It yeah. is by far. I mean, like you mentioned, it's like 20 minutes. It is by far the longest. Yeah. And it's like, it sets up this thing in the beginning where it's like, I mean, literally with that first kill, it's, mm-hmm. it's what's behind this door. Scary pig man. Thunk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's done. Like that quick. It's like, yeah. if you encounter Leatherface, like you're, you're, you're gone. You're done. You're gone. Yeah. yeah he's- so like the fact that this, that the final sequence goes on so long is I think why it's so effective because you just like, you're just like, is she going to get fucking got? Like, he's got yeah. everybody else so easily. And yeah. so like, the fact that she's getting away, like, is, is good news. But also, mm-hmm. like, like it's got to happen at any second now. But also, yeah. I know she's any not second. supposed to get away. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. So, like, it's 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 good final sequence. That final shot of her mm-hmm. in the in the in the truck just screaming is another one of those things where it's just like, it, it just goes on for a little bit too long. It... I, I thought I like thought not too- like not like in a bad way, not in a bad way. No, like, no, 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 no. Like, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Like, it goes on. It goes on for just long enough that it's like it's like it's like, it's disturbing because of what it is. And then like you keep watching it and you're like, yeah. OK, like this movie's over now. And then it goes on for a couple more seconds. And yeah. you're like, you're like, oh, my God, I guess he would. You would not yeah. stop screaming. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. You. Yeah. After 
seeing the pig man chop your friends up with a chainsaw. Yeah. Laugh, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, it, and then it just, and then it ends. If you will. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Correct. And, uh, and then it just ends abruptly. I did. I also thought I'm like, oh, this is, I do feel like another Jordan Peele reference because he's the fucking man. But like, I do feel like the last scene in Get Out is a very direct reference. It is an oh, inversion. Absolutely, long absolutely an inversion. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. Multiple people, like a black man in a truck, and obviously, Get Out is using that setup to do a very different thing. But right, but yeah, it's, but yeah, yeah. That's I mean, we, we when we talked about Nope, could have done Patreon, it in the woods. Could have done the same exact thing in the woods. Yeah, exactly. And like, I mean, because Jordan Peele wears his influences on his sleeve in a really interesting way i think but like yeah it's and then you get the you get the shot of just which i feel like i've definitely seen before of like leatherface just kind of whipping the chainsaw around Corey's just favorite like out of the film i you know it's a good one I, it's and i think it's interesting that the sort of like the in my eyes at least like the iconic shot mm-hmm. of leatherface is the last thing you see in the movie it's not yeah a kill it's not like mid kill it's not yeah. leading up to like any of the big kills it's just him sort of dancing around with the chainsaw and a really i think that's really fascinating and, and also like there aren't a lot of shots of leatherface that are focused on him like he's most, a very small part of yeah it's it's yeah for being the like iconic villain this is kind of what i was saying before for like being the you know fucking whatever villain like he is the like slasher he's the most designed element of this movie yeah he is in it less than one would expect. Expect. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, and so many of the shots of him are him in the background or they're focused on the person he's killing or like, I mean, you get the whole, like all the scenes in the dinner are like, he, it's really fascinating because he, because you have the, you know, his, the, the kind of dynamic with the rest of the family that like Leatherface becomes the most, the least scary member of the family briefly, like because uh-huh. he's so cowed by the father um, and the brother, like, yeah. And and so you get that last scene of Leatherface and I imagine it sticks in people's minds. One, because it's just, it's visually interesting, but also because it's, it's the most, it's the longest sequence of just focused on this character that you've gotten in the entire movie. Yeah. 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 And uh, she gets away and it ends abruptly and everybody uh, poops their pants. I yeah. did. Yeah, it's you know. uh, I owe Carolina couch. <laughs> yeah, very yeah. Awkward situation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I good. think that's. I think TCM? that's probably it, right? I think that's it. Yeah. a massacre. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's Turner Classic Movies. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> get fucked. Texas Classic Massacre. <laughs> a classic Texas Turner massacre. Chainsaw Movies. Oh, y'all! I'm like working on some ads for this episode as mm-hmm. we're talking, and I there are just quotes on quotes on quotes. Hell yes! Nice. Oh, do they ever for Halloween? They should do a night where it's TCM on TCM. Yeah, you could imagine yeah. they turn a classic movies. Absolutely, could do that. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And um and um they could have uh Ben do it, and he could be Texas Chainsaw Mankowitz. Mm. <laughs> mm. Ben Texas Chainsaw Mankowitz. Texas Chainsaw Mankowitz. What about... Does he still do that? Is he still alive? He's still alive. I haven't... I mean, probably. He wasn't that old. I have not watched Turner Classic Movies in, like, just uninterrupted in many years. Um, I don't know. Probably, right? That's the kind of... 55. Yeah, it's the kind of gig that you probably just kind of keep doing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody becomes so, like, announcing which movies are coming out on tcm job is just really getting to me so tiring um yeah what about 
Turn a classic mank. Did they ever do turn a classic mank? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, but, but I'm saying Ben Mankiewicz of the Mankiewicz. I know, but I'm saying just, they should they should play Mank. <laughs> they should play Mank. They should uh, not. That's a bad movie. I, um, I'm just a chainsaw. Wait, Mankiewicz. Oh my god, he's in Mank, isn't he? Yeah, he is in Mank. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I why why is I don't know why I've had this discussion with multiple people. This is so off fucking topic. I don't know why that like Mank is the movie that like I'm still not over how bad it is. Like, yeah. I don't know why that's the one that sticks in my head. I think mostly just because it's called Mank, and that's a really funny name. Isn't it Mank exclamation point? <laughs> I don't think it is, but it really okay. should be. I, I think the movie would be 10% better if it was called Mank with an exclamation point. <laughs> it's, uh. They should rename Citizen Kane to Citizen Kane. They should. <laughs> okay, we're done. End of episode. Corey, it's uh. Thank you all so, so much for listening. Uh, oh, this you fucking bullshit. If you like what you hear, please be sure. Sorry. <laughs> no, keep it all in. Say it, baby. I don't know cut why. This, after... Cut this. Cut this point out in audacity and just like raise the volume twenty. <laughs> uh, twenty times. Oh. All right. If you like what you hear, please be sure to like us and subscribe wherever you stream your podcasts. Leaving a review would also really help out the visibility of the show. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all at HHYNSPod. Follow us on Letterboxd. Uh, our individual accounts, Carson is at Fun Movie Zone. Caroline is at CK Cinema, and I am at Corey Reagan. Uh, special thank you to our patrons. If you would like a shout out on the show and bonus content, head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash pod. Yeah, just a quick plug for Patreon really quickly because we are doing some super fun stuff over there. We just did, Carson yeah. and I just did our Halloween 2018 episode, which if you know anything about me, turned into a yeah. Halloween 1978, Halloween 2018, <laughs> Halloween Kills 2021 episode. Um, Evil a little bit of tonight. H2O talk in there too. Just a little That's bit of H2O. That's a talk. touch, yeah. Um, so that was a really fun episode to record. And I mean, like we've, re we referenced it on this episode. I'm sure we'll probably reference it on several oh. October episodes, uh, as well, because it's Halloween. We, yeah. movie Halloween. We did <laughs> Halloween and Blade Runner 2049 and Corey was not available to record with us. And I texted him afterwards. Corey will be so proud. We were like so on topic <laughs> both episodes it was like really like we had substantive discussions about the movies we were talking about was, there's not a prouder producer in the world oh lord so if you guys are able to support us over on patreon i we would all very 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 much appreciate that absolutely um, we're, we're having a very good time and i hope you guys will too Caroline, what's next? So what, what fresh horror will you deliver upon me next week? It's Halloween and uh, kind of. So I think it's fun because uh, Texas Chainsaw is in that like Halloween, Black Christmas era. Like I kind of consider everything pre Friday the 13th to be like a proto slasher. Friday the 13th is kind of I mean, Halloween is when like the slasher genre is like born and but it is like the final proto slasher. It's kind of like, this has never been done before. We plant the flag and like now it's a genre and Friday the 13th is kind of the first big franchise that's like, oh, we're doing that thing. Like we know there are genre conventions now. We're doing the mm. genre conventions. So in the way that TCM is kind of like one of the great proto slashers, we're going next week to one of the, I guess you could almost call it a post slasher. One of the first great post slashers. We're doing Wes Craven's 
scream. Ah, which screaming. is, I think, Carson, yeah. I mean, if this podcast is any indication, I think Scream is the film you're going to vibe with a lot. <laughs> Hard. It's funny. It's about movies. Okay. It's kind of too smart for its own good what you're saying is that it's annoying just like i am no it is, <laughs> it is wonderful just like no it's odd, annoying thanks. just like we are oh wow <laughs> and, okay see you next time everyone